Welcome to St. James Lutheran Church. My name is uh, Pastor Joel Hess, and uh, I have the privilege of sharing the good news of Jesus Christ with you. Thanks for listening, and if you'd like to support the ministry, the mission that God is doing here in the uh, Lincoln Park area through St. James, please go to our website and uh, donate online. Thanks for listening. Peace to you from God, our Father, and our Lord, and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Happy Thanksgiving. Is that what you say? Do you say that in Chicago? Do you say Happy Thanksgiving? <laughs> uh, what a wonderful day. It really, it really is. National holiday, and uh, it's been going on for a while. I think George Washington actually started, and then there's the famous uh, uh, Abraham Lincoln um, speech uh, in the middle of the war. One could say he, he, he does this for political points for the Union, but that's a wonderful speech he gives about Thanksgiving, but uh, indeed how good it is to give thanks. You know, when I was, uh, my first uh, church I served at in Chillicothe, I got a buddy here from Ohio, southern Ohio here, Kevin. In uh, Chillicothe, I invented this thing called the pizza prayer, and it was an eloquent prayer of thanksgiving and, and song of thanksgiving. Thank you for the pizza. Thank you for the guy that brought the pizza. Thank you for the dude that invented uh, rubber that made wheels so we could have uh, a vehicle to bring us pizza. Thank you for Italians. Thank you for tomatoes, blah, 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 blah. But there's a far greater uh, songwriter, hymn writer named Martin uh, Rickart. Um, and uh, Martin Rinkart wrote this great song, a favorite one of mine, which we actually did not sing today, which would have been perfect, but uh, I forgot to put that in. But he wrote these words, Now thank we all our God with hearts and hands and voices who wondrous things has done, in whom his world rejoices, who from our mother's arms has blessed us on our way with countless gifts of love and still is ours today. And it's in our hymnal. It's a classic, probably 60, early uh, six, late 16th century, early 17th century, Martin Ringard. And you listen to those words. I mean, it sounds like someone, the whole hymn kind of goes on like this, and it sounds like someone who's just had a great life and been blessed by God, and it's just filled with joy, you know, and has just great reasons to thank God, right? Maybe it was uh, at the birth of his son he wrote this hymn down, or perhaps it was when he first tasted pizza, I don't know. But how happy it sounds, right? But what's really peculiar about this guy, Martin Rinkart, he wrote this and many other gorgeous Thanksgiving praise be to God songs. And he lived in the middle of the 30 years war. That sounds like a long time, doesn't it? The 30 years war, that's their name for that war. You couldn't call, you can, there's no better name. It lasted 30 years. His town that he was a pastor in and a hymn writer in was invaded three different times. And it's, it's, uh, if you ever watched, you may watch Money Python. Uh, it looks kind of like that, you know, during the 30 years war, I mean, you'd, invading armies would come. You would, the people at the townsfolk, they wouldn't even know what kind of war they're involved in as they're in between two kings fighting, you know. And this town was inv invaded by the Swedes twice, uh, and then the uh, Austrians, would probably the Roman Catholic, uh, a third time. And every time that would happen, uh, the soldiers there were not exactly into the mission of the war oftentimes, and there would be all sorts of innocent people dying. And it, it depopulated the town. And if it wasn't bad enough, he's pastored during that time. He lost his wife. And he lost uh, all his kids. And then the plague came. 
and nearly wiped out the whole town. So when someone tells you, oh, the times are bad right now, we must be in the end times, you can say, you haven't seen nothing yet, right? It was insane back then. And in the midst of these awful times, Martin Rinkhart pens these words. And you might want to say, what world are you living in that you can say thanks? Now thank we all are now? Thank we all our God with hearts and hands and voices who wonders things is done? In whom his world rejoices? Who from our mother's arms has blessed us on our way? With countless gifts of love and still is ours today? How could he write such happy words? Because he knew something. He had a secret. He learned a secret about being happy and what it means to be blessed. And it's the same secret that Paul talks about in today's letter to the church in Philippi, right? Paul writes these words. He says, For I have learned in whatever situation I am to be content. I know how to be brought low, and I know how to abound in, en in any and every circumstance. I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. And then he says, I can do all things through God who helps me. Now, when Paul writes that, he's not saying, I can be a star uh, running back for the Illini as long as God is helping me. Like a lot of Christians, I think, think that, you know, have you heard that first before? I can do all things. You see this on kitchen, on the top of kitchens, I think, in the doors and schools, uh, in locker rooms. Uh, I can do all things uh, with God who helps me. That is not about you can be anything you want. That's not the American dream. That verse is linked to what Paul just said. I've learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need, and still be content and still give thanks in the worst of times and in the best. And Paul certainly knew what that felt like. Just like Martin before, or after him, Paul for sure had the greatest things happen of his whole life. His life was great until he met Jesus, quite frankly. Being a Christian is the worst thing ever happened to him. <laughs> he was doing great financially, politically. He was going to be the success story of the day. He was a child prodigy of Judaism. He was going to be a leader of Israel. Surely had lots to give thanks to. And he thought that's what being blessed meant at the time, too. And then he met who? Je well, Jesus met him. He was not looking for Jesus. He was not deciding to follow Jesus. He wasn't searching for Jesus. He wasn't knocking on Jesus' door. Jesus found him. Praise God. Jesus has found you, too. And Jesus claims Paul. And from then on, Paul suffered. Literally. In fact, it's funny, uh, Jesus literally tells Paul, I'm going to show you how to suffer when he gets commissioned as a pastor, when he gets called into the faith and sent out to be a pastor and a preacher. You're going to suffer, and, and suffer he did. He lost everything he had. He lost friends. He lost family. Persecuted, left for dead. 
said he had the stigmata, the marks of Christ, which likely meant he had bruises and cuts all over him from being kicked around from towns and people that rejected his message. And yet Paul says, I've learned a secret to being content, to being able to say thank you, God, in the worst of times and in the best. What's the secret? Sunday school answer, Jesus. Paul met Jesus. That's the secret. He, first of all, knowing Jesus and knowing what Christ has done for us, that our sins are forgiven, period. He's paid the price once and for all, done deal. You don't need to worry about that anymore. And the fact that the same Jesus, as Paul met, is risen from the dead, death has been conquered, and the same Jesus promises you, you're forgiven, your debts are wiped clean, and you will rise again. Knowing that, Paul's able to not worry about when things are bad and not get too crazy when things are good because his treasure, his hope, his happiness was solely tied into something that nothing can take away, and that is the words of Jesus. And if Jesus is risen from the dead, then those words have something behind them. You can count on them. And Paul did. And he could suffer, and he could live with pain, and he could live with hunger, and he could be jailed because he knew, first of all, God loves him even though nobody else might. But he also knew one day he will rise too. It will be okay. So don't get all worried and fussing over bad news today. Eventually, it will be all right. We know the last page of the book. You know how wonderful that is? Do you like to read books? And uh, if it's a scary book, I do this all the time. I'll always, not just scary books. I'm just a cheater like that, I guess. But I'll go to the last page. What actually happens, right? Or, or you know, or maybe your superhero might die, you know, so you want to know. You actually cheat and look ahead. That's really what Christianity is all about. We know the end of the book. And when you do that, when you're reading or you're watching a movie and you know how it's going to end, do you know how much your, 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 your blood temperature, your, what do you call it, your blood pressure goes down? When you know it's okay, he's going to be fine. That's our life in Christ. That's the secret that Paul knew, and that's the secret that you know too. No matter what you're going through, maybe, you're not, maybe it's hard for you to give thanks today. Maybe you're a little scared about tomorrow. Maybe things are not as good as they were last year last Thanksgiving. And we pray for that, and you should pray for that. And you can pray to God and give it up to the Lord and ask Him to help you, etc. But we can still give thanks because what we have in Christ is forever. It's eternal and cannot be taken away. And that is the secret. So let's give thanks. Not just when things are great, but when things are terrible. Because it will be okay. We have everything in Christ. In Jesus' name, amen.